And today is February 23rd, and this, what is it, Tuesday? Tuesday, gosh, all these days run together. Anyways, this is my boy Jimbo. Wanted to show him. A lot of you ask about him. He is, uh, today was an okay day. Not great, but certainly better than the last couple, so that's all good. Happy to see that. Uh, today's financial news, we're going to be talking about inflation and home prices. Also, all these YouTube entertainers talking about crashes. It's... Um, it's obvious why they do it. They get a lot of clicks. They get a lot of views. They get a lot of ad revenue. And oh, by the way, they get to pay for all these expensive houses that they bought that don't cash flow. So it's it's uh, it's interesting to watch them perform. So a couple of things. First and foremost, a couple of you have asked about my investment in crypto. Remember, I don't really consider it an investment. It's uh, obviously was Bitcoin. As I shared with you, I think six, no, gosh, around Thanksgiving, I think is when I started. So what is that? 12 weeks ago, uh, I was going to move 1% of my net worth into Bitcoin as an insurance policy. Uh, funny thing is, I got there this Saturday. And if you know anything about Bitcoin over the last three days or so, it's down 20% since I got to my 1% threshold. Some of you have asked, am I going to continue to buy? The answer is no. I took a snapshot of my investment. It printed the number that I wanted, and now I am done. The insurance policy is paid or funded or whatever you want to call it. Now I stick it away and don't look at it very often. The thing that's interesting is this is very different than Mike Zuber at 30. At 30, I was day trading and getting all wrapped around the axle of stocks and how I turned seven into 200, back into 40, I would lose sleep over what is going on. Now Bitcoin's down, I don't know, 20, 22, 25%. Don't even look at it. It's an insurance policy. We will see what happens. So uh, yeah, some of you asked, and that's what I am thinking about my investment in Bitcoin. Next up, we are seeing a rotation. I kind of highlighted this was going to be coming. We're seeing kind of a rotation out of big tech into companies that will kind of grow out of this as the world gets to the end of this tunnel. We are very close to the end. Really by, by April, we should be feeling our oats in most of the world and really start, you know, really get this engine going. Uh, Tesla has been suffering the last couple of days. I think it's down 14 or 15% in two days. Apple's down 9%, just to give you a feel for the rotation out of the high flyers. On the earnings front, uh, we got a bunch of beats, but no real talk of the future. The few that we have were kind of bad. Uh, we got Home Depot uh, beat top and bottom. We talked about that on Sunday. Uh, beat on earnings, beat on revenue, 25% same store comps, just blew it out of the water. But they did not give forward guidance. That is a problem. Home Depot, as I've shared before, it's going to be one of those companies that have tough compares going forward. We have been in this environment now for a year. Home Depot, Lowe's have been benefiting. It is going to start to be tough compares. Think Costco. Remember Costco a year ago when everybody was buying toilet paper and all that crazy stuff? They are going to have tough compares. Next up, Macy's. Macy's, you know, brick and mortar kind of clothing retailer. Again, beat top and bottom, clearly a very managed quarter. But wow, same store sales down 17.1%. And that's a beat. 
Think about that. It's down 17%. They were expected to be down 21%. Ouch. Palo Alto Networks, uh, one of the hot security companies, they again beat top and bottom. But we are starting to see this in the tech-heavy NASDAQ. They gave weak guidance. Weak guidance. This is going to start to impact the high-flying software stocks. Uh, even though Palo Alto Networks highlights the hack that happened with SolarWinds, uh, it is still forecasting a weak quarter. Pay attention if you are in uh, software stocks. Intercontinental Hotel Group, IHG. Again, nothing really to report other than they're saying in the last month they are starting to see a trickle, a trend that the worldwide travel boom is starting really over in Asia, but hopefully will migrate, I don't know, east and west, I guess, uh, to Europe and the U.S. as Germany, the U.K., and the U.S. unlocks. Shopify uh, issued 1.18 million new shares. Carnival Cruise issued 40 million new shares. Carnival's looking to raise a billion dollars. It's hard to believe the cruise industry has been shut down for basically a year. Can you imagine those ships cleaning and maintenance they're going to have to do? Wow. Crazy to think about. Wells Fargo has successfully sold its asset management business. We talked about them raising cash a couple of times the last year. Well, they did it. $2.1 billion. Private equity company bought it. Now on to home prices. The Case-Shiller Index is out. We talked about this over the weekend. And as expected, as I talked about, the numbers came in. The 10 city index was the lowest. The 20 was next and the rest of or the country was higher. Folks, this is the discussion about the Case-Shiller index being built for a time when urban was key, suburbia was slow. This has flipped the script. This is a trend. Millennials are changing the game. Space is good. All of that stuff. Pay attention. Uh, but still, impressive numbers. The 10 city, which is the big ones, was up 9.8%. Uh, the 20 city was up 10.1%, and the country was up 10.4%. The big cities still are the same. Phoenix, Seattle, San Diego, largest increases. So now let's talk about inflation. Jerome Powell is out today, started talking at 7 o'clock. He's basically saying inflation is still soft. We are committed to the same policy. I don't know how he can say that with a straight face. Oil and gas up, lumber up, food up, home prices up. Pretty much everything you and I buy is up. But yet the Fed says inflation is low. There's a couple of things I want to kind of break down when I think about inflation just between you and I. I think there's, you know, kind of stages to this thing. And... If you can see the stages coming, maybe you can prepare yourself. First, you know, the economy is certainly a long way from full employment, right? The economy is not humming, as you would say. Some like to say we're on a four-lane highway and only three of the lanes are working. I think that is fair. I think that fourth lane is starting to clear up. It's kind of that last part of this crisis. But I think that is fair. Uh, but I also think that last lane is what's going to really send us over the edge. We will see. People talk about inflation being slow moving, right? It takes a while for wage increases and price increases to come in. 
you know, companies like Pulte Homes, for example, will either slow the build out of homes or they will take smaller profit margins. Inflation takes a while to work through to be permanent or versus transitory. There's another thing that people don't expect inflation, right? We have, what is it, 40 years of in, kind of low inflation to no inflation. So people don't expect it. They don't see it. They, they frankly expect the reverse. And then last one, there's a belief that the Fed has the tools to fight inflation. Well, they have a tool. They raise short-term rates. I don't know that they have tools with an S, but you know they have a tool. So at the end, I see the stages of inflation kind of in three steps. There's the one that I'm talking about quite regularly. It's supply chain disruptions. Think chips for car manufacturers. How many car manufacturers have we talked about the last 45 days that either are stopping or significantly slowing car development? But that's, you know, that's real. That's going to impact things, but also it will work itself out and probably provide opportunity for folks, uh, you know, for companies to invest in new manufacturing. So again, I agree that's transitory, but it is real and it could lead to significant changes and maybe a redeployment of capital so this doesn't happen again. Need to pay attention. Number two, we are going to see improvement in inflation or um, employment. Right now, the unemployment rate 6.3. It's bogus. The U3 has never been more worthless in our my life. Uh, I think U6 is like 11%-ish. I don't remember exactly. 11.2, 10.9, something like that. We're going to see that number improve. It is going to start working its way down. People are going to go back to work. Just today, I saw news about Las Vegas finally going back to 24-7 operations. These are all things that people are seeing the future and the future getting bright and people starting to travel. This is going to improve employment going forward. It's going to be hot. And then finally, ultimately, the Fed is going to be called out on the carpet to raise rates. People are talking about the Fed at the end of this when the party is over potentially having to have to raise rates up to uh, 1% to 2% a year to fight what is going on. So it sounds like the Fed wants to create a raging fire of activity. Uh, as I've told you many times, Janet Yellen is a labor economist, which is going to be frightening to see how much she spends. But that's kind of where we are. And Janet Yellen clearly has a friend in Powell. Powell is talking about the unemployment picture being murky. So what do we do? I think there's a great rotation in stocks. I do think the long end continues to rise. The 10-year treasury was what I watched. I think if you follow this channel and you have the ability to get some cheap loans, like 30-year fixed, we're not talking variable, now's the time. I really do think now's the time to do your homework, learn the market. I still think 2021, we have that little sweet window where the Fed will keep rates down, but they start going up next year. So do the math, figure out what rates, you know, what, what cash flow and rates are and all of that. Get ready. If you haven't got the course yet, get the course. Let's start doing your homework. Get ready for summer. Inventory is slowly tricking up, trickling up. So it's time. It's time to do the work. If you want to get into real estate, this could be the time. If you just want to keep watching, no problem. But uh, I don't want to hear that you, uh, in two years, that you missed the opportunity to lock in you know, below or just above 3% fixed rate. If inflation ticks up and you have a 3% mortgage, trust me, you are going to feel pretty good. 
Do the work. Today's a great day to make some money. Let's be just a little bit better than yesterday. Take care of yourself.